welcome to the Smart Buildings Technology Podcast. I'm here today with Tina DeGostin, CEO of a company called Alcatraz AI. Hi, Tina. Hi, Matt. Nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet you Happy too. Happy to be here. Can you, uh, I guess we'll just dive right in. Can you tell us a bit, I should say, uh, by way of preface, that Alcatraz AI is a uh, provider of AI-based uh, end-to-end bi- biometric technology to deploy and access control security systems. Is that a fair uh, thumbnail of the company's technology? It is. We are transforming the way that you enter secured spaces and the way that teams manage their secured spaces using AI and facial authentication. So what can you tell us about uh, the company in terms of company history, uh, synopsis of the technology development and uh, markets uh, currently served and markets that you're uh, targeting uh, going forward? Yeah, the company was founded in 2016, uh, was developed over the last uh, five years, uh, really with Fortune 1000 companies, feedback, voice of the customer, which really influenced our roadmap so we could build a solution that was relevant in Fortune 2000 and government applications. Uh, The verticals that we focus in are financial institutions, data centers, utilities, uh, high secure applications, but then also mid-market like healthcare, uh, stadiums and arenas, and commercial real estate. We've really deployed across all verticals at this point but primarily Fortune 2000 and government is where uh, we've seen emerge as the uh, key users of our technology. Okay, I wanna get back to that. Um, But but I I learned from looking at your uh, LinkedIn profile that you had a a tenure uh, at Johnson Controls as an executive in the buildings uh, unit. Uh, there, one of the main companies that we keep an eye on. So I was just wondering if before we get into Alcatraz AI, if you could describe a little your career arc from uh, Johnson Controls to to CEO of Alcatraz AI. Yeah, absolutely. So I spent 10 years uh, at Johnson Controls within various roles in the building technology solutions and groups. And JCI has three different domains, security, life safety, and energy and uh, building management. So my roles involve bringing those technologies to market and my purview was around 50,000 customers. Um, And I had the opportunity through the merger, uh, JCI and Tyco merged in 2016, and that made JCI the largest global systems integrator So I had the opportunity to take those three distinct businesses and figure out how to combine them into a holistic approach within the building. So my last role was as a GM uh, based in Northern California and I grew our revenues and market share um, through customer and expansion in Silicon Valley and and other global companies. And I'm I'm really drawn to solutions that deliver intelligent buildings, uh, integrate infrastructure and next generation access control. And the access, the Alcatraz Rock Edge technology um, is a solution that delivers in those areas and so much more. So I met the founder, Vince Gadarshev, and joined Alcatraz as a CRO last June. And um, then shortly after became the CEO and am here to lead Alcatraz into its next phase of growth. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, zoom out. So AI-driven tech, how, how does it really stand uh, to uh, 
impact and transform the uh, the building's uh, space uh, going forward? Yeah, well, it's it's an exciting time for AI to layer into buildings. Uh, artificial intelligence is really impacting virtually every every industry. Um, it's acted as the main driver of emerging technologies like big data, robotics, and IoT, and will continue to be a technological innovator um, for the foreseeable future. Um, the technology uh, is a remarkable tech, uh, addition to building to make spaces safer, safer without really inundating security teams with additional responsibilities. So leveraging machine learning at the edge can create data and analytics that help building owners and operators and tenants get the insights they need to, to really control building operating parameters. And uh, sort of building off uh, that question, um, I wanna get into access control in particular because that's really the, uh, that's the bailiwick uh, really for Alcatraz, yeah. right? is the, the facial uh, authentication uh, and for physical access control, residential and uh, commercial buildings. Uh, and uh, key elements for that, for funneling into this, uh, this buzzword that I use every day here uh, at SBT uh, for prop tech, you know, where, where do those two concepts uh, meet really? And uh, particularly with the facial authentication. Yes, yeah, so um, the immediate benefit of biometrics as a result of the pandemic is the technology can reduce shared touch points in spaces. And the Alcatraz Rock was purposefully designed to be uh, touchless using facial authentication, um, allowing for a safe and sanitary user experience. And access control is, is crucial as employers start to think about bringing their, their workers back to physical workspaces. Um, we can assist businesses with navigating those continued challenges and help them to confidently reopen workspaces. Um, we, we've also seen a trend with security directors um, being more uh, tapped and asked for the data around the buildings. So HR, IT, corporate real estate, they're coming to security asking for data about the buildings so that they can make decisions about occupancy and repurposing spaces. And so it has a much more broader application, but touchless applications are uh, where it's at right now and certainly will be uh, continuing into the future. Okay, and I take it uh, the way the system works is that the the customer gets the the you know the Alcatraz rock, and then Alcatraz administers the the service from from its own cloud. Is 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 there any sort of a carrier uh, or uh, you know on the data side? Is how does that all work with uh, you know with larger uh, organizations and um, and uh, you know, the uh, existing uh, communications technology that a building might have? Yeah, so most Fortune 2000 and uh, enterprises and uh, government will have access control in video solutions, and they're interested in modernizing those solutions without ripping and replacing. So our solution, The Rock, goes at the door. It is system agnostic, and it allows users to authenticate at the door and, and works in conjunction with those access control and video systems that are already deployed. 
So there's no rip and replace. They can leverage the solutions that they have today. We can bolt on to existing card readers that exist, or we can go into greenfield applications. And we provide a higher level of identity verification where your face becomes your credential, but working in conjunction with the systems that already exist. So we play in that access control and video system uh, ecosystem. We send the video to the video management system and that integrates access control and video at the edge. So who have the, who have the biggest customers uh, been uh, so far uh, by way of example? Uh, you don't have to name names, but uh, just in terms of uh, you know, segments, uh, I'd imagine government is probably a biggie, but uh, I'll let you answer. Yeah, it's actually been more in the um, Fortune 2000 space. We have deployed at several branches of the government and are continuing to permeate through 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 various branches. But the, the segments that have emerged as the top are telecom, financial institutions, data centers, utilities, um, those were our largest deployments live today. Okay. And uh, another question I had was about uh, pros and cons or really uh, advantages of a face, facial authentication system versus uh, anything that might already be in place in terms of uh, voice or, or touch. Yeah, absolutely. So facial authentication is the, the most secure because it belongs uniquely to you. And we're leveraging the unique power of the human face to unlock spaces where you need to go. So currently most of what is installed today are proximity card readers, and that's a technology that's over 30 years old. And cards can be lost or stolen, and there's no way to verify that the person presenting the card is in fact the authorized user without having some form of human intervention to cross check. So through leveraging AI, uh, we can automate that experience in the most secure manner, really giving peace of mind to the building owners and operators while making the experience for the, the user so much better. And you know, we've all, we've all done it. We show up to a building and realize we've forgotten our card at home or in the car, maybe we've lost it. And so then what do we need to do? We will tailgate behind an authorized user to gain access into the building, then we have to go down to the badging office to get a temporary badge for the day, or we borrow a coworker's card as we're coming in and out of the building. Um, so it's really a, a great time to modernize that experience where your face is your credential and you're not carrying anything else. You can't lose it, you can't forget it. It just works and it's unique to you. Does, does anybody ever, uh raise the question of, uh, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate of uh, privacy uh, concerns or anything like that with facial authentication? Uh, does that enter into the conversation when you're talking to customers or points that people might raise? Most of the concerns relating to privacy issues associated with facial recognition are relating to surveillance devices in public settings where privacy, um, where the privacy is intersecting with not opting into that experience. So you're in a public setting, you don't know your image is being taken and it's being matched against a database. Um, we do not do that. Our technology that's patented is 3D imaging and sensing at the edge. So we actually take a 3D image of the individual, create a digital hatch, hash and purge the PII, the personal identifiable information, 
We're not storing the image. We're not passing through that image. And we're an access control device that people are opting into. They're aware that they're presenting the device, presenting their face to the device as a credential experience. And so um, given the patented technology and the fact that we don't store the PII has been a main differentiator and has made it seamless to move through organizational approvals. Thank you. Um, another sort of uh, general uh, question, um, not to jump around all over the place, but what, what can you really uh, say about uh, prop tech and the notion of prop tech? I'm trying to get my arms around how, uh, you know, executives and engineers in, in the smart building space really consider uh, prop tech. Is what 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 are the parameters of prop tech? Is it is it really talking just about technology systems, or is it? It seems to me that it encompasses more than that. I, what is your understanding of that term? Prop tech are any systems that interconnect in an ecosystem to serve the building's operations. So that could be security, life safety. Uh, or building management systems. And the trend that's occurring is bringing those three types of systems together, along with other niche solutions like occupancy management and uh, any other workforce management type solutions. But the, the trend is having a backbone system that can integrate all those systems together to make the building smarter and to make uh, city smarter. So that's what you see through uh, software providers trying to uh, interconnect that, that ecosystem of devices. So where Alcatraz sits is out on the edge collecting data and playing inside that broader ecosystem of prop tech solutions. Okay. And um, another question I wanted to ask was about cybersecurity. Um, it, you know, it seems like it would go without saying that the security would be excellent, but if I was a customer who was going to be uh, going with Alcatraz AI, is, is the cybersecurity uh, factor uh, at the customer's site, or is, it, or is it something that you guard against as the uh, software as a service provider and the customer reaps the benefit of that? We are hardware as a service provider. So um, we have analytics in the background that communicate with uh, the rock that is on the edge, um, but we sit inside the, the physical security environment and we do intersect with cybersecurity because as cybersecurity looks at a zero trust environment, the first point of access in that zero trust environment is the physical access point. So for example, data centers, we sit on the edge of the data center to control access and prevent tailgating which is a common cause of security breaches, is that someone who is unauthorized walked in behind someone who was authorized undetected and then goes in and, and creates a bad incident. And so we're detecting that in real time and that first point of uh, security again in the zero trust environment. Very, very close intersection and, and um, we work with security, cybersecurity providers to create a holistic experience um, in that zero trust protection. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so um, since, the, uh, since the COVID pandemic, um, 
how has uh what's what's been the uh how has that affected your business has it uh, increased your business or uh, have you uh you know t talking uh you know since the pandemic and, and uh now has it uh increased uh, your demand for uh for this uh, system yeah, absolutely, it has. Um, so first of all, we provide a touchless uh, access control experience. So everybody is thinking about hygiene, hygiene in the buildings and how to reduce those physical touch points, whether it's at the door or in the elevator. So there's a, there's a group of, of um, our customers who are very focused on that one factor experience. And then there's other trends that are occurring as a result of the pandemic where teams need more building oversight with less staffing. Owner operators are trying to reduce operating costs and use less energy. Cyber and physical security breaches um, are actually increasing and um, this all creates the need for greater security at the door uh, through identity verification and multi-factor authentication. So we can provide a multi-factor um, experience as well for those higher secure applications. And we're leveraging AI and smarter building technologies so teams can really spend less time manually controlling physical access and instead have an autonomous access control experience. And that's really our goal in creating this new cat category of autonomous access control is it self-driving uh, from a user experience. When a user walks up to the door, they don't have to think about their experience. And for the administrators administering the system, how to get people enrolled and how to make that experience as uh, seamless as possible. So the trends that are occurring through the pandemic have created a lot more demand for our types of solution, whether it's one factor or multi-factor and then certainly um, detecting tailgating because the buildings are less, less occupied, that creates more room for bad actors and uh, making sure that unauthorized users aren't sneaking in behind authorized users. We do that in real time um, and help security directors really see their building from a high level perspective and address those issues in real time. Understood. Well, uh, Tina, uh... Thank you very much for joining us today here at uh, Smart Buildings uh, Technology. Uh, really uh, great to have you on. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much.